1: So Ryan, yes. It's now your turn, man. I did yes. all the talk in the first segment. Now it's your turn. I'm excited that football camp is back in in and and play, but recruiting never stops, man. And Notre Dame's got a big time kid on campus today. Deuce yes. Knight, quarterback from Mississippi. Let's have at it, Ryan. What's the latest? What does this visit mean? Let's let's hear it. Let's talk
2: about it. So, obviously, Deuce had made his first visit to campus this past offseason. He's out of Loosdale, Mississippi, 6'4 half 190 190-plus-pound quarterback in the 2025 class. The top target on the board for Notre Dame right now in the 2025 class at the quarterback position. You turn on your film of Deuce Knight. He is a dynamic, dynamic athlete, can run, has a crazy strong arm, incredible upside. Probably as much upside as just about any quarterback in the 2025 class. As of now, how it's been trending this offseason is Notre Dame and Tennessee are the two teams that have separated themselves among that. He'll also be at on the 29th, which is two days from now. He will be in Ole Miss. And of course, he's a Mississippi kid. So he's going to go take a look at 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 the University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. But we're sitting here today. Notre Dame and Tennessee seem like they are the leaders in the clubhouse. I think this is a tremendous opportunity having him on – he got on campus yesterday and he's going to be on campus throughout the rest of today. And I think it's a tremendous opportunity because when we were going into the last visit when Deuce came here, Deuce was incredibly intrigued by Notre Dame because the coaching staff had made them a priority. They Since day one, they're like, you're our guy, Deuce. You're our guy. We love you. We want you to be a part of this program. And he loved – that attention, he was like, oh, man, these, these guys are serious about me. Like, they're very serious. Gets to campus the first time, goes incredible. Incredible. Notre Dame was able to separate themselves among that top group coming out of the last visit. This return visits coming down the stretch here, because the plan as of today is still for Deuce Knight to make a decision this summer that is still on the table. Notre Dame has separated themselves in the top two. If he's able to have another big visit Notre Dame has a legitimate shot to close on one of the most talented quarterbacks in 2025. So getting him to have those feelings that he had on that first visit to really get to visualize himself a part of the Notre Dame program, wearing that blue and gold, seeing a practice, all those things are incredibly important to be able to show Deuce Knight over the last day and a half. So it's coming down the wire, man. And Notre Dame's done a really good job with Deuce Knight. Can you get a kid out of Loosedale, Mississippi, to come up and play Notre Dame football? Because you haven't signed one since 1997 out of the state of Mississippi. So it's been a long time. Quarterback you're talking about, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Yep.
2: Yep. But but certainly, certainly, Deuce Knight is a player that Notre Dame wants, and they're trying to show that to him again and trying to close the, the deal on him potentially today on a visit.
1: Ryan, let me ask you this question regarding yeah. Deuce Knight, because he, here here's my read on it, and I want to kind of lead into a question and see what your thoughts are. I think Deuce loves Notre Dame. I do. Yeah. I think he's very intrigued by Notre Dame. His relationship with Gino Gauduoli is outstanding. Yes, that's a big reason Notre Dame is in the mix. What does here? But but my fear is everything in his head could tell him Notre Dame is the best best place for me, but I'm not going that far north. That's my fear. So what does Notre Dame have to do to, in your opinion, to win this one? Because I, I think he's – my fear is if I if, – if you, if you were saying, hey, Brian, you've got to bet your mortgage on one of these – he's either going to pick Notre Dame or he's going to stay in the South, I'd probably lean towards him staying in the South just because, like you said, there's a reason that it's been a long time since Notre Dame signed a kid from that far South. I mean, I'm trying to remember of the quarterbacks that Notre Dame has landed. I mean, you've had a couple great ones from South Carolina – over the years, yep. right? Tony Rice back in was it '86? Uh, obviously, Everett Golson in 2011. But most of your other quarterbacks have been California kids, or I mean, Brady Quinn's an Ohio kid. Jerry Jackson was uh, was from uh, Mississippi, right? Correct. Yes, That's correct. the last one they signed, right? Uh, Eric Chappelle back then. But it's been it's been Brady Quinn from Ohio. It's been Jimmy Claus from California. Dan Chris from California. Andrew Hendricks from Ohio. Tommy Reese from Illinois. Gunnar Kiel from Ohio, Deshaun Kaiser from Ohio, Malik Zaire from Ohio, Brandon Wimbus from, from New Jersey, Phil Dracovic from Pennsylvania, Ian Book from California, uh, Brandon Clark from Virginia is like about the only, about the most Southern you've, you've been in. And where Brendan Clark is in Virginia, he ain't Southern. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so as someone from Southern Virginia, he ain't Southern. Uh, so it, it just – the track record makes me nervous what does Notre Dame have to do in this recruitment especially during his visit to break down that barrier and say hey man take that bold step and make this move what what are your thoughts on that Ryan just because you've gotten to know Deuce a little bit this is just me reading trends and history and patterns I don't know Deuce at all so I'm just curious since you do what you think needs to
2: happen for Notre Dame to get there I'll, I'll say this, because I've asked Deuce about a couple of schools, obviously, outside of Notre Dame to really kind of dig into his background in the past. And Brian, I understand that I'm a Notre Dame recruiting guy, right? So there might be a little bit of an asterisk next to this one. But Gino Gadulli is easily the coach that he talks about most out of any school that you, that you ask Deuce about. Mm-hmm. That relationship's real, man. That's real. And I think that the great thing that you have at Notre Dame is you have a balance of different types of coaches, right? You have Gina Godouli, who's incredibly laid back, who's incredibly fun and and thoughtful and a guy that people can really bond with from a, from a quarterback perspective. But then you have someone like Marcus Freeman, who I think gets looked at as a role model, you know, like I think he really does. So you kind of have a different variation of coaches on the Notre Dame staff, which I think is very important. But honestly, I think it's going to come down to relationships for Deuce if, the, if Notre Dame is able to land him, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. And seeing a practice, I think is big as well. Seeing them throw the football around a little bit. Because, again, if Deuce Knight is just watching 2022 Notre Dame, he's going to be like, eh, I'm not so sure I want to be a part of that passing attack. Correct. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not so if sure if, if
1: Tennessee and Notre Dame are your finalists. Yeah. And you're just going off of what Notre Dame was. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so, so what you're saying is if you're Notre Dame today yep. in practice, you're going to be doing a lot of pass game work today, right? We'll do run game when we get the pads on. We're going to throw the ball all over the field today and show well, what we
2: can he, do. He came in the spring as well, and he was there for a practice as well. So this is going to be a second time seeing Notre Dame offensively in a mm-hmm. practice setting, which I think, again, is big, because also that will show progression, right? Like, what did Sam Hartman look at the spring comparative to how comfortable he looks now with this team and being able to sell that fit? Because the one thing is, if it was Hendon Hooker back, you know, at quarterback for Tennessee, that would worry me a little more. It's like Joe Milton, you know, like all, sure. all due respect to Joe Milton. Sure. But Notre Dame has the more accomplished quarterback right now than what Tennessee has. And if you're talking about just showing that in a practice, I think that's a little bit of a sell. But if Notre Dame's able to land this one, Brian, I think it's going to be about two things. It's going to be about the relationships, which I've already hit on, and it's going to be about consistency, right? I don't know what Tennessee's pitch has been to him, but they've been like rumored to George McIntyre at times during this recruitment, right? Deuce Knight in Notre Dame, that's been the that's been the pair all along. Right. Like from the start, it's been yeah, deuce, it, deuce, 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 deuce. The there whole time. was
1: there was that initial look of okay, here's the kind of the top five. But once they kind of got on the road after that really early first time, Deuce became the guy. Well, I'll say this: from the moment this current staff was put together deuce has been the pick yes so like i, I you know there's a time when 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 tom Maurice was still here they were still evaluating the board as they should have been and you know you've okay is there any interest from george mcintyre bryce underwood you know uh kj lacy uh, all deuce knight you, you look at all those kids antoine hill it's a really good quarterback class yes but from the moment gino gaduli got here it was like that's gonna get that kid from yep. mississippi right yep. i mean it, that's just how it's been right and now he's still recruiting other quarterbacks, which we'll talk about here in a second. But but it, there's been no doubt Deuce is the guy. Now if if they don't get Deuce, there are still it's a great quarterback class. There are other really good quarterbacks they can get, but there there can be no we can say hey look they still got a excellent quarterback, mm-hmm. but you can't say they got their number one choice because it's very clear that Deuce is their top pick at quarterback in this class. There's no doubt about it.
2: That is, I mean, I I think that's said perfectly, but. I... Again, I think there's a lot of things that Notre Dame could sell here. It's going to be about being super consistent with that selling pitch. Because the one other thing that we've talked about in the past is, yes, he's from Lucedale, Mississippi. But his brother did go play and play at the University of Indiana as well. So it's not like his family is necessarily afraid to go up north into the Midwest. So different circumstances doesn't always mean that they take similar paths. But there's a lot of layers to this that say – Deuce Knight would be a tremendous fit at Notre Dame. It's about selling that and making right. Deuce believe that ultimately. And I think Notre Dame has a chance, but right. this visit obviously is going to be very important for that fact.
1: Right. And and his uh, his brother was Ty Freifrogl, Frogel, right? Correct. This is his brother.
2: Correct. Ty Freifrogel.
1: Yep. I mean, Indiana and Ole Miss were the two best offers he had. That yep. that's the one. Like that's the one makes it a little bit different to your point. But he turned down Ole Miss to go to Indiana. I mean, he to did. your point, he did turn down an SEC offer to go to Indiana. He just didn't turn down Tennessee and Josh Heupel and that kind of thing. It's going to be interesting. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, very talented kid. And I think, he. you know, sometimes you have to wonder, you know, can a Southern kid make that transition? Just like we've asked, can a Northern yeah. guy transition to playing down in Oxford, Mississippi? You know what I mean? And that was yep. a concern that we had about Brian Kelly. I just didn't think Brian Kelly was going to fit really well in Louisiana. Seems like he's made a good adjustment, right? But I think Deuce has the the tools and the personality to me uh, to be that kind of guy that can make that transition, in my view. So I didn't mean to hit that up. I was trying to star a question and uh, gotcha. I accidentally hit that. So apologies on that one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be big. Now, there's going to be a lot of kids coming on campus these next few days, Ryan. Uh, we talked yes. about Deuce Knight. Justin Thurman shows up in a couple days, right? He's going to be here on Saturday right? You've talked a lot about him. He is definitely a kid that we view. If we had to pick a class, predict a class today, I think you and I both believe that Justin Thurman would be uh, one of the guys on that list, correct? Yes. Now this weekend, Ryan, Notre Dame is having a barbecue and the list has kind of slowly grown. Yep. And and we're I'm looking at the list now, right? I'm thinking... This is a really impressive group of kids. So you're going to have, right as of right now, we anticipate seven of the 2024 commits to be on campus. We also anticipate Davion Dixon to be on campus this weekend. So there'll be eight total commits, seven from there. And and Ryan, honestly, if Notre Dame is going to land an elite 2025 recruiting class, uh, building on 23 and 24, maybe even taking that next step, they're going to have to land a lot of the guys that are on campus this weekend. Right. And, and where I want to start with you is we're just going to kind of preview the weekend. I'm going to, I'm going to bring up some names of some kids and you talk about them and, and where things stand. Cause I know you've done a lot of preview stories. So yep. we've talked about the commits, but a couple of the big names, some are big names, some are big, literally. I want to start though with a couple skill players on offense. Yep. And that's Taylon Taylor and Jerome Bettis Jr. So obviously, we know about Jerome Jr. and that backstory. I don't mean, need to spend a lot of time there. I still am waiting to see his junior film, just for me. Yep. Love what he did this summer. Sophomore film, just kind of okay. I'm really looking forward to seeing his junior film. But Taylor Taylor, to me, Ryan, it's hard for me to envision Notre Dame having a, an elite offensive hall without Taylon Taylor in the class. This is a big, this is a big week. And I would assume for Notre Dame and Taylor Taylor, not that it, you're expecting me to, to, to close quickly based on the article I read, but I got to feel like these are the opportunities that Notre Dame has to take advantage of Ryan to put themselves in position to where they eventually become to the team to beat for him.
2: I think so. Cause I mean, as of right now, and I, I do have a piece, you know, kind of to Brian's segue there of spoke to Taylor's mother, Venus Taylor, who's a wonderful lady. And I got mm-hmm. a little bit of a, Parents perspective on the recruiting, which I think is a very, very open and perspective. honest. Yes. Uh, like reading through honest. that
1: article. She's a very open. Hey, this is the deal. This is where it is. Very open yeah. and honest lady. Well, she, she's her.
2: a, so she's a former college athlete and college mm-hmm. coach. So makes mm-hmm. sense that she kind of has the recruiting perspective, which I think is wonderful. Was she a so, softball player? I believe she was a softball player. Okay, a very good one. She tweets a lot about softball.
1: So I had a feeling yeah. she, she had the softball background. Okay. Someone
2: better. told me, and I haven't done any any digging on it, but someone told me that she was an excellent college softball player. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. So, so Taylor and Taylor, as of right now, everyone, we're of course talking about Geneva, Illinois, a star wide receiver. So he's right in Notre Dame's backyard, a kid that is very familiar with the program, has now been on campus three times as well. We'll be on campus three times this off season when he comes on Sunday. So multiple visits to campus this off season, which I think is massive, right? Like mm-hmm. this is a kid that is being recruited now by pretty much all the heavy hitters in college football, six one, 175 pounds, incredibly talented, twitched up, could play outside, could play inside. He can do pretty much anything you want on the offensive side of the football at wide receiver. Also a very dynamic punt returner for his school Notre Dame has made a really good first impression, though. Really good early impression. Notre Dame is definitely one of the schools that are standing out as of now. But the Taylor family is fully on board with letting this process work itself out. There's not a imminent commitment date. There's not a. I don't think that he pops this weekend if he has a tremendous day at Notre Dame. They put, they want, and it's from his mother, right? So they've talked about this. That they want to take the official visits next offseason, they want to let this process play out. So nothing imminent, but the more times you get Taylor Taylor on campus, the better sign that mm-hmm. is, right? Keep getting yeah. him on campus, keep getting those visits. He's an Illinois kid. We know that we 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 judge recruiting by the actions and by the signs, right, Brian? And if he keeps mm-hmm. coming to campus, right? Obviously, there's interest there, right? The minute he stops is the minute that you start saying. Hmm,
1: Ryan, Absolutely. I don't care if Talon Taylor wants to take his recruitment down to signing day. As yep. long as he keeps coming to campus, I don't care. Like, you wait. You play it out. He's that good. And I don't care. It's The fact that he's from Illinois is makes it even more important. But I don't care if he was from Phoenix, Seattle, Miami. He's that good. He's not important right. because he's from Chicago. The Chicago area, from Geneva, Illinois, right outside, it was like the yes. western, like west, yeah. uh, west of Chicago, but like thirty minutes from Chicago. Yes, it's that adds to the importance of it. This is an elite player in your backyard, but this is a top, to me, top thirty to fifty at worst caliber football player in the country, not receiver, overall player. You have to get more kids like that. You just need to continue getting more kids like that. So I don't care how long they want to take the process out. You let it play out. And, and as, like you said, as long as he keeps coming to campus and you get these opportunities to remind him of how much you want him, you're important. Hey, I did, I did figure it out. So here's, here's the deal. She's currently the head coach at North Central, which is a division three school in Illinois. Yep. This is what good Bindo football says. team
2: North Central yeah. has by yes, the way. Yes, that's yeah. absolutely
1: right. Then they won a yeah. title? Someone re- they played for they, a title recently? Yeah. They, they played for a title. I, I think
2: it was last year or the year before, but they were a dominant football team yeah. in the last couple of years. They've
1: yes. been good for a long time. I know that they at least played for the national championship recently. I don't I don't know if they won it. They, they definitely
2: won one because they were like 15 and 0 one season or something like that. Okay, let insane. me let me go
1: cuz it was it so it had to be recently. I, yeah, last year. They're the defending champs. They won it last nice. year. They beat Mount Union 28 21 in the in the uh the championship game. So and then I know they were in the finals one year recently as well. Yeah, 13 and one the year before they beat they beat Mount two years in a row. Interesting. Yeah Mount's not what they used to be. And then Mary, so Mary Harlan Mary Harden Baylor beat them the year before in the in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, 57 to 24 and then last year they got payback they beat mount again and then beat uh they beat mount again in the title but they beat Mary Hardin Mary Hardin Baylor in the semifinals 49
2: to 14 North they Central has a they had a running back that I think just graduated now who was just absurdly good for North Central like absolutely absurd they had like this white running back who was like 5'10 210 and just like a bowling ball number 8 like he was a really good football player could that be uh, that.
1: Ethan Greenfield Ethan
2: Greenfield man, yeah. he was good. Nin- for 1, 1997
1: player. yards, 26 touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's not, not bad. bad.
2: And that's and he was bad. in a lot of blowouts too, so he would have went yeah. over 2k easy if, you know. Yeah. He had over 100
1: years. yards in all the playoff games, so it's, it's not yes. bad. Not bad. All right, <laughs> it- so uh, I believe does he play in the same league as Carthage cuz I actually interviewed for the OC job at Carthage back in my second year as a coach. But anyway, sure. um, Venus Taylor, she's the head softball coach. At, nice. at North central. This is what her bio says. She played collegially at Western Illinois where she earned mid continent conference. It's now the summit league player of the year and was elected into the Western Illinois hall of fame in 2009. She finished her career with single season records for hits run scored stolen bases. Her 42 stolen bases in 1997 still ranks second in the summit leagues, all time single season record book. And then she played nine seasons of professional softball. So, and she was a three-time all-star and a two-time world champion as a uh, professional softball player. So it's so, where,
2: it's where Taylor gets some of his athleticism we, is what you're saying. It's
1: <laughs> funny. We've had yeah. several Notre Dame commits in recent years that definitely got their athleticism from their mothers. Joe Wadding yes. is one, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it was actually the was mom that was the athlete. So it's yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. But uh, yeah, so that's Venus Taylor, just to, so people can have some some context. Yeah, so that's where Taylor gets his athleticism from. Well, I mean, I don't know who I, I I'm not familiar with his father, but like, you know, if if uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if his dad was an athlete as well, you know. So, yeah. he's a very dynamic athlete, very explosive athlete. Notre Dame just needs to keep getting him on campus. Want to kind of stay on the offensive side of the ball, Ryan, because there's a chance that the majority of Notre Dame's offensive line class in 2023 in the 2025 class is going to be yep. on campus this weekend. <laughs> there are three Pretty kids true. on campus this weekend that are very high on Notre Dame. I want to hear you talk about them, Ryan. Uh, Owen Striebig from Catholic Memorial in Wisconsin, Maddie Augustine from Brunswick School in Connecticut. And of course, Rowan Byrne, who you had on the show recently from Iona Prep in New York. They are all slated to be on campus this weekend. And one of those Little slight change of schedule in order to get yes. back on campus this weekend.
2: Yeah, and obviously I'll start there. Rowan Byrne, who is a star offensive lineman out of Iona Prep in New York, I'll actually be at their first game of the year. They're playing New Jersey team this year. They're playing Bergen Catholic, so I'll be able to see him in, going against Quincy Porter. Which so be he's going against dudes.
1: I mean, he's going to yeah, be man. going. I mean, okay, good,
2: good. They're calling it the they're calling it the uh, the border war. Yeah, so they get Bergen Catholic and Iona Prep get to play. So it'll be an interesting game. But Rowan Byrne, kind of the conversation that he had told me was he had spent multiple days on campus at Notre Dame. He had camped there this, this spring and one or this summer, excuse me. But one thing he had talked to me about was this coming into this month is he was going to go down to Texas A&M and he was going to go to Michigan because he couldn't make either games this season. And he had never been down to an SEC school. So he was going to go check out Texas A&M. Because he already has plans. He's going to go to Ohio State, Notre Dame this season. He's going to go to Wisconsin, Ohio State as well. And right now he had told me that his top three schools are Wisconsin, Penn State, and I'm sorry, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Notre Dame are the three schools. So he originally was not planning to go to this, this cookout because he was going to be in Michigan and he was going to go be down in Texas a and The plans have changed. He is still going to Michigan but he is not going down to Texas A&M. It was never really a team that he was overly interested in. It was just more a, I've never experienced that. So I want to go down and check out an SEC school. Cancel that visit. He will be up at Notre Dame for the for the chill and grill barbecue or cookout, whatever you guys want to phrase it. And it's just a, it's a big one because as of right now, Rowan Byrne is not planning on, committing anytime soon but we know those things can change sure. from time to time depending on the player so we shall see he likes notre dame a lot <laughs> he is very high on joe rudolph i mean it's it is a seamless I, fit pe- people who like fit. this
1: people who like to stalk kids on social media brian yes. Rowan Byrne has liked almost every story that i've tweeted about notre dame in the last week and a half he
2: he so. also has liked every one of that i'm putting out yeah. on recruits in the 2025 yes. class as yes. well so it, it's yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Maddie Augustine. We're going to end up with the we're going to finish off with the only kid in the class who might have a chance to, by the time it's all said and done, make Charles Jagasaw look small. So let's go to Maddie Augustine next. Very interesting backstory, Ryan. Former basketball player, actually went to Brunswick to play basketball, I believe. Uh, Converted to football recently. He's young for his was was young for his grade. I from what I understand. So he reclassified back a year. Uh, to yep. kind of get more on a normal coach. And obviously now that he's no longer a basketball player and he's a football player, he's going to need that time for transition. I think it was a smart move by him. Came to Notre Dame's camp, had never heard of him. By the end of the camp, he was not only offered, but shot up their list of co- players they like in this class and want in this class, Ryan. So uh, this has been a very interesting but very fast courtship between Notre Dame and Maddie Augustine, whose who's offer list, yeah. by the way, since Notre Dame offered, has That's really blown up.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, funny enough, when he camped at Notre Dame, there were also there were two Connecticut offensive linemen, him and Will Black, who had both been offered by Notre Dame during after the event as well. So, Matty Augustine is your quintessential developmental offensive lineman with a really nice upside. He is six foot seven, two hundred sixty pounds. This will be his second time now on campus, obviously after camping this offseason at Notre Dame. Again, feel great about where Notre Dame is because, like you said, Brian. The minute they saw him in campus and the minute they they gave him his offer, they made him a priority. Like that's just where it is, right? They made him feel like a priority. So getting him back on campus so quickly after having the offer, after seeing the campus, having it now more from a recruiting perspective than a player perspective, competing at a camp, I think is going to be a massive opportunity for Maddie Augustine. It's going to be a massive opportunity for the Notre Dame class. This is one where, again, you're battling – the Wisconsin's, the Penn state's, but I mean, he's also getting quartered by some other really good schools around the country as, as of right now. So Matty Augustine developmental offensive lineman that I think has a massive upside and Notre Dame certainly likes him a high degree to get him back on campus. One of two really talented players from his high school as well, because he's an Ethan Long's also from his high school yeah. as well. So,
1: I mean, you look at his offer list lately, Ryan, in the month yep. of July, he's gotten offered from Miami, Florida, Tennessee, Texas AM, Nebraska, and I believe Alabama just offered him like two days ago. I believe. So, well. ago, yeah. I believe. Yep. so he he he's blown up a lot. And I, I I'm pretty sure Notre Dame is the one that started it. No, like, yeah, the only school, Indiana and Wisconsin, Kentucky was his Notre Dame, was his offer list, like Duke, BC, schools like that. Notre Dame offers them on the third and like a week later, Ohio state offers them. Then Michigan state offers them. Then Michigan offers them. Then Maryland, then Penn state. So they offered them in early June, by the end of June, all the Midwestern schools had followed up with offers Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, Penn state, then Nebraska, then all the Southern schools start offering them. So yeah, his offer list is gone. He's like Notre Dame offered who to have you seen this kid's offer list now hasn't changed as a player one bit, but the perception now is that you see that offer list and, but there's a reason why the offer list is blowing up, not just because yeah. their name offered, but because people are getting to learn more about this kid and be like, Hey, this kid's a pro a bit of a project, but this is a really athletic, really talented project yeah. that you set it 2021 class, Ryan, give me a Joe Walt in every class. And, and I said that at the time, this is before, I mean, it's like, well, obviously No, I'm talking when they got a commitment from Joe Walt and he wasn't ranked high and none of us knew that he was going to be developing a top 10 NFL draft. Well, apparently some people think he's not even the best or second or third best tackle in his class. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But when you look at Joe Walt, you, you say, hey, look, this kid may never pan out, but I see length. I see athleticism. I see some power. Yeah, he's a bit projectable, but give me that kind of kid. And then the next year, that kid was Ashton Craig, who the staff is in love with right now. Then the next year, that kid is Joe Otting. And so to me, Ryan, give me a kid like that every year, and my version of that kid in 2025 is Maddie Augustine. Right. He's that, you know, this kid may not pan out. He's going to need a lot of work. But, man, you, you, you take a flyer on that talent, that just God-given athleticism and length every time. You don't yep. get five of him, but you get one of him a year, and that's my guy. That's my I, mm, that project. But boy, that kid that if it if it if he figures it out, this kid's got a chance to be really, really good. That's my Joe Walt, Ashton Craig type of kid for the 25 class.
2: Yep. No, I I totally get that. I mean it could have been Caleb Brewer this this class as well, but you yeah. know, another conversation yeah. for another day. So you are you're, you're, I mean, you're
1: never, never if gonna Caleb let the brewer ends up being really good. I'm gonna have to institutionalize Ryan that's just just the reality of it if if he ends uh, up being really good i'm gonna i'm gonna get a call from ryan's wife one day and she's like brian something's wrong with ryan i'm gonna be like, what's going on she's like he's just laying in the corner of his bedroom sobbing and balled up in a you know, like a little baby. What happened? I don't know. We were watching the NFL draft and so-and-so picked Caleb Brewer in the first round and he just lost it. I can't get him out of his room. <laughs> Caleb Brewer made it all
2: American list. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, man, I just like that kid so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, no player. doubt.
1: <laughs> now, this is not a project. This is one of the best linemen in the country.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, that is than... Owen yeah. Owen Let's go. Yes out of Catholic Memorial up in the state of Wisconsin same high school as Corey Smith, who is now committed to Penn State who Notre Dame gave a long look to and liked in the 2024 class as well. this young man is listed right now depending what site you're looking at six seven or six foot eight and 290 plus pounds. That is a yeah. massive human being folks. I want to reiterate this 2025 which means he just finished up sophomore year of school he's going to be a junior this year. He is going to go – if he chooses Notre Dame eventually, he's going to show up at 6'8", 300-plus pounds as a true freshman. It's going to happen. And Notre Dame is certainly high on Owen Street big. And you know who else is also high on Notre Dame? Yeah. Owen Street big. <laughs> third trip this off season to Notre Dame. Not third season overall uh, – third trip overall. Third this offseason. He will obviously be there at the barbecue. He's been multiple trips. I mean, Brian, I, I I don't like throwing this out as much as, you know, often. But Notre Dame seems like the team to beat for Owen Street Big right now. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where you are. Like, again, he's going to be – he's being courted by some of the best offensive line producers in college football. The Michigans of the world, the Wisconsin, Stanford obviously had a little bit of their heyday in the earlier 2010s. Some of the best offensive line producers are coming after Owen, and for good reason. Really talented yeah. football player. This one, the timeline has been kind of set as far as, like, not rushing it and maybe wanting to wait until after junior year. But another one, like, what else do you have to see after a certain point, right? Like, what else do you have to see? So Notre Dame has a chance to mo- continue to move the needle, continue to grab and hold the momentum on Owen Streebig for whenever he decides to make his, offic- uh, his official declaration. Notre Dame is the team to beat, in my opinion, for Owen Big as of today.
1: Now, I want to say something because we haven't talked about him in a while, but the last time we talked about him, we said the city he's from incorrectly, and I wanted to make sure that we were good. It's Waukesha. I think I said Waukesha or something like that. I sounded it out, but it's Waukesha, Wisconsin Catholic Memorial. We brought up one time, right? I'm not sure if you were you on the show with me when I when I put the Twitter picture he put up with him and Coach Freeman
2: Yes, where he's is like, massively Marcus over Freeman <laughs> was
1: a, is a six-one and a half. Was a you know he's a really good at you know still in good shape. He was a two hundred and thirty-pound linebacker in college, and he looked like a little tiny person next to yes Owen Trebek. Like that's a kid, big man. boy. That's a massive big young boy. man. Yes. So, but he is a, a very highly ranked player. There's no doubt yes. about it, and and he brings sort of that. Typical recruiting profile that you assume of a Notre Dame offensive lineman, right? He's ranked number 40 nationally by on three, 78 by rivals. The lowest he's ranked is 143 by 247. They tend to just have some very bizarre rankings. Uh, What's funny is the the vaunted recruiting prediction machine for on three has uh, Wisconsin as the favorite by far Hmm. for him. But uh, I think you're correct, Ryan. I think Notre Dame is going to be very tough to beat for this young man. But got to close, right? And we've got to find out if coach Rudolph can close on those big time linemen that aren't from the state of Indiana. When you look at a couple other positions, Ryan, I want to highlight some of the the bigger name guys on the board, or some of the more intriguing players and positions. There's a couple defensive linemen. I want you to talk a little bit about Ryan that are going to be on campus this weekend. There's really three I want to dive into. Uh, First two are Christopher Burgess and Brandon Caesar. Uh, Brandon Caesars from Ohio, Christopher Burgess from Chicago. And then also, one of the more intriguing players in the class is Jarquez Carter. Now, obviously, Brian Smith has had a chance to talk to this young man to see this young man. And there he is not from a typical Notre Dame type of area, nah. but seems to like Notre Dame a lot. So let's, because uh, yeah. defensive, there's a lot of defensive line going to be on campus this weekend. Obviously, uh, Gabe Kaminsky, Israel Ola DiPupo. Uh, who's an in-state kid. You, you're going to have a story up on him later today or tomorrow. Uh, yep. Lamari Carter Hall, Caden O'Rourke, Joseph Reef, who was recently offered by Notre Dame, uh, Juju Marks, are all, are all guys going to be on campus. But I want to really highlight the three that we talked about, Ryan. Brandon Caesar, yep. Christopher Burgess, and Jarquez Carter. Burgess and Caesar are making return trips to Notre Dame, I believe, Correct. whereas I, I think this is Jarquez Carter's first. So, Ryan, I want you awesome. get everybody up to date on where those things stand.
2: Yeah. Jarquez Carter has been a guy that's talked to me a little bit about wanting to visit since he was offered a couple months ago. And, you know, just trying to make that happen. One person I think is very instrumental in this one, Brian, from what I've talked to Jarquez is Davion Dixon is a person that he has a good relationship with and has been kind of pitching Notre Dame to him. Right. And, and this is one where he has told me that Al Washington has been incredibly consistent with him, has talked to him when he obviously can. We're in a dead period right now, so there's a little bit of limited communication. But
1: And they're, they're 25 kids, which also yes. limits the – yeah, exactly.
2: Which is why for 2025 especially it is so important to get them up for camp or get them on campus for a visit because then obviously those things are – be to be maneuvered around those kind of limitations so jarquez getting up he's from newberry florida and like you said brian it's not a typical notre dame area but a really talented kid man this is a, a twitchy three technique i mean right now he's mm-hmm. listed 6'2", 6'3, 275 pounds he'll be 290 ish sometime pretty early on in his college career but this kid can move he's incredibly good one gap penetrator Really interesting football player that I'm very interested to see because I think he likes Notre Dame a ton at this point. He listed them as a leader for him pretty recently. But he is also starting to get, obviously, more interest on the recruiting trail and things are starting to blow up a little bit for him. So getting him on campus, I think, is a massive opportunity for Notre Dame to get in while they were pretty early with their offers. They were one Mm -hmm. of his first big offers on the list. So getting him on campus is big. Like you said, Brandon Caesar, who is taking his second trip to Notre Dame this offseason. He's out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio, 6'4, 250. Although he told me on the phone that he's 256 pounds at this point. So he's getting bigger and bigger, which makes me a question: is he a kid that could eventually transition from a interior uh, from a from a strong side defensive end type of prospect to an interior player? Cause he's a, also a very good wrestler, a state qualifier as a as a heavyweight there in the state of Ohio. So really impressive kid. have talked to him and his coach because they're also rec- Notre Dame's also recruiting Marquise Davis, who's out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio as well. Brandon is incredibly well spoken, Listens to his coach about everything. And I think that right now Notre Dame has done a pretty good job there. He's a very intrigued very intrigued about what Notre Dame could potentially bring to the table. But I would say this about Brandon Caesar is he's a person that I expect to really let the process play out. And he wants to visit everywhere. He wants to go to every possible campus he can, because he just likes to kind of absorb everything and really try to dive in to what the fit could potentially be and what each campus can bring and what's, you know, student life and all those great points. So, Nice opportunity to get him back on campus. I don't anticipate that one being one that's going to be decided anytime soon. And then Christopher Burgess, Brian, I I mean, again, it's sort of like the Taylor Taylor thing. Everybody's coming after Christopher Burgess. His offer list is insane, man. When you talk about all the SEC schools, all the Midwest schools, ACC schools, everyone's coming after Christopher Burgess. When Notre Dame offered him, his big offers were like Illinois and like a couple, you know, mid-tier schools like that. Like. Good offers, but not Alabama, Georgia, like not those types, right? But third time he's been to Notre Dame this offseason, fourth time overall in his high school career. So again, man, keep getting him to campus. Keep getting him to campus. Yep. He's a really talented player. He's a player that Notre Dame likes a ton. Keep getting him to campus as this process plays out. And you know, the minute that he stops coming to campus regularly is the time that you start getting a little bit right little worried but as of right now Notre Dame has continued to recruit him to the points that he keeps coming so keep getting keep getting guys like Christopher Burgess back
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
2: This is the story of the one.
0: As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: We're going to talk about one player, then the last position group, we're going to do secondary last. James Flanagan is expected to be on campus this weekend. That's another big one because I think now with Carter Nelson – Sort of out of the picture in the twenty four class, I think it heats up now. Looking for a second twenty twenty five offensive lineman, and I say second simply from a timeline standpoint. Uh, obviously, James Flanagan right now is the guy that Notre Dame seems to be very targeting very much, but he's uh, he's gonna yeah it's gonna be a, of all the of like there's Emmett Mosley who just seemed yep. to want like no part of the family legacy, and then there's like Bryant Young and some of these other guys where it's like okay. Yeah, they clearly want to be on board. James Flanagan seems to be kind of in the middle. He's intrigued yep. by following the family footsteps, but also is not is kind of saying, but I want to make sure that it's what I want. Yep. And he's very much open to some other schools. So this is, to me, I think, Ryan, this is going to be a big visit for him in Notre Dame. Am I right? And where do things stand with James and Notre Dame? Because I know you've had a couple stories on him, but uh, especially recently, he, he, yep. he's open. He's very open about this. He's going to do what is best for him not following his dad's footsteps that doesn't mean he's a, it, it's not when i say that it's not anti following his dad's footsteps i don't think it's any issue going to his dad's school it's just about only if it's also what's best for him is that is that a fair read based on what you've cuz i'm just trying to go it's off of hard what hard. you've told me and what things that i've i've read from the stories you've done at Irish breakdown
2: yeah, no, I, I would say for me, James is very intrigued by Notre Dame. I think he likes Notre Dame a ton. But to your point, Brian, I think that there are, there are other interests out there, right? And there are some pull to like, hey, there, there is a chance to also blaze your own trail if you feel like that is the best option for you on the table. I mean, right now, I would say Notre Dame and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin's obviously the in-state school because his father had played for Green Bay for a little while. So they had settled in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I think that for James right now, I think those are the two biggest schools, the two biggest suitors for him. But again, there are people that are, keep coming after him, right? Like there's his offer list continues to expand. But right now I think Notre Dame is in the top two for James Flanagan. It is, though, to your point about what's best for you in the long run. Because mm-hmm. I don't think his dad is going to necessarily push him to go to Notre Dame if that's not what he wants to do. That's not what it seems as of right now. But he is a, and I know someone asked, like, how good is he? Like, very good. He's also a 177 foot discus thrower as a sophomore. And a, uh, he's also an all state hockey player. Like, he's a really talented athlete at the tight end position. Player Notre Dame obviously wants a ton, but I think that Notre Dame, Wisconsin are the two pub schools for him right now. It's just going to be about Notre Dame selling that, like, hey, This isn't a legacy thing, right, brother? Like, we want you. We want you to play at our school. And that's what they've also done with Jerome Bettis Jr. this offseason as well, Brian. Just kind of make sure that he understands we're not recruiting you just because of who your dad is. We're recruiting you because we really think you're a good football player and you can be a big part of our program.
1: Would you say you said top two? Is there a second school that you would – is it Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Would you say? Wisconsin. The end state. And he was just just there recently, right? Again. He's been and there he's multiple gonna, times at right.
2: the in state school for him. So,
1: right. yep. Right. I'll, I'll say this, Ryan. If uh, we could debate what position group has got the most impressive visitor list, we've talked about offensive yeah. line. That's a very impressive visitor list. The receiver, it's only two, but it's an impressive visitor list. Uh, yep. We talked about defensive line with the kids. It's a long, I mean, I don't know if there's a position on the on, out there. There's right now looking at this of uncommitted kids. Seven, eight, ten defensive linemen slated to be on campus this weekend from the well, twenty-five you can, and then you could
2: even twenty-six classes. I was gonna say you could even because I have him have Dominic Kulak listed as a linebacker on the board, so do like I. you yeah, could so also list him as yeah. a Viper, you know, I mean? consider so, him a Viper.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean when when Notre Dame took him to down there and started working him out at Viper in yeah. their camp, I was like, okay, yeah, this is where he should be. <laughs> yes. I counted him and and nine, all but one of those kids are in the 25 class the other position group that has a chance to be in the conversation for most impressive group of players on campus is the secondary. Yeah. There is a very talented group of secondary players, Ryan. And I'd like for you to address kind of where things stand the latest on, on these four kids. Ivan Taylor, who is a big time safety from Florida is making a return trip to Notre Dame. He camped at Notre Dame this summer and was outstanding. Jadon Blair, I mean, if if y'all haven't seen his film, y'all check it out. He's really (laughs) talented. And Ethan Long from a teammate of Maddie Augustine, who also is making a return trip. And then Mark Zachary, who's an in-state kid, that is a guy that I know Ryan is not the big name guy. At least last time I looked at his ranking, he wasn't really a highly ranked guy. I don't know if that's changed or not. But no
2: name now. Yeah. He has
1: been sneaky high on Notre Dame's board for a while. It's actually getting a little bit higher. See, two four seven has him up to one seventeen. He's now a consensus top two fifty kid. So he's going up in the rankings certainly. But this is a kid that Notre Dame has been sneaky in on for a long time. They like they like this kid in that class. So that's three really talented safeties and a in-state cornerback, Ryan from Ben Davis in Indianapolis. Yep. What's the latest on those three kids? Where do things stand with Notre Dame to get? I mean, all I think I think all four of these kids. Jadon Blair, is this his first visit? This is his first visit to campus. So other than Jadon, all these other kids are making return trips in Notre Dame, which is not something to uh, – it's important context for these conversations. A lot of these kids actually are making – Return, return trips, trips to
2: Notre Dame. Yeah. A lot of them are. You're you're absolutely correct. A lot of them are are taking even some of the kids that don't have offers are returning returning for the second time to Notre Dame after camping. So I mean Mark Zachary, I think was a great place to start. Ben Davis, like you said, in state in state program, obviously. Really good football and basketball player for Ben Davis. Just kind of has that natural athleticism, a kid that Notre Dame's high on. Return visit this offseason. Again, anytime you get an in-state kid that knows your program back on campus, I think that's a tremendous sign. Get them there as, as often as possible. Ethan Long is the teammate of Matty Augustine, the 2025 offensive lineman that we've talked about. Ethan high on Notre Dame, Brian. He was another kid that camped there this offseason, got his offer, has now been to campus multiple times this offseason. He's one of those guys that has a lot of length to him, 6'2", with pretty long arms. that Notre Dame has used – the Kyle Hamilton pitch to a lot of these guys, and for very good reason, I would make the same one to these longer safeties. I, I would 100%.
1: No one actually had to force the Kyle Hamilton comparison on Jadon Blair. I'll just no. say
2: that. <laughs> no, they did certainly didn't. <laughs> that
1: just is natural, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. But Ethan Long is another long athletic safety that Notre Dame likes, and getting him back for a return visit, a Connecticut kid. Again, Notre Dame's in a great position there. Jadon Blair is a really interesting one, and one that I am curious to see how this one goes, Brian, because this is one of those kids, and you hear me say this all the time, there's a lot of kids that are intrigued by Notre Dame, but how interested are they really at the end of the day? And I think Jadon Blair likes Notre Dame. They sell the Kyle Hamilton pitch to him all the time because he's a 6'4", 180-plus pound safety right now as a kid entering his junior year, and he also told me in a recent interview that – He's also going to be playing offensive side of the football. And they he's, he kind of joked with me, Brian. He's like, these uh, recruiting servers are going to have to list me as an athlete. So you're not just going to be able to list me as a safety anymore mm-hmm. after they see me at wide receiver. So really talented, good ball skills, great movement skills. Likes Notre Dame, but are they going to be in it is a great question. I'm right. interested to see the impact that they can have on him because I think he likes them. But does he love them? Is it a school that he can really see himself at? Right. Going up to South Bend, Indiana, him being a North Carolina kid. But North I, Car- Notre Dame's had a lot of success in North Carolina over the last couple of cycles. Yes. So hoping continue yes. that one. Obviously.
1: Especially in the twenty-four class. I mean, that's not going. Yep. That's not going to be something to sniff at, especially with a kid like Mark Gilbert, who or Mark Gilbert. That's his dad, Micah Gilbert, who's from a, a pretty good school. I mean, him and Bryce Young are from really good programs in the state. And you're going to see uh, obviously Jadon Blair's highlights as we're talking. I'm going to put Ethan Long up next. But the thing about it is, Ryan, I would argue that kids like this, from what I've read from you, what you and I have talked about with John Blair, if you're going to have a shot at him, this visit has to go really well. And this reminds me a lot of when the kid that was at Penn State, uh, Jason Owe, visited Notre Dame. Yeah. Liked Notre Dame coming in. There just was kind of like he liked them. I wasn't sure if he loved them. He made a mm-hmm. summer visit and just Notre Dame was never in it really after that. Not seriously after that. For whatever reason, it just it just didn't click for him in that got class. It. And 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 now you look at Jadon Blair, and I really feel like this visit is gonna be big for Notre Dame. If you're gonna be in this ball game, you've got to do well in this trip. I I really think that's true for Jadon Blair.
2: Because there might not be a return visit if you don't do well, to your point. Uh, Exactly right. A lot of suitors for Blair, there's no doubt. But he's a really impressive safety. He fits the mold of what Notre Dame has had pretty recently with the Kyle Hamilton. I mean, he looks like a younger Kyle on this film a little bit. I Mm -hmm. mean, he's super long, man. Super long, explosive, going to be a— a multi-side athlete this year to be able to affect both sides of the football. So I like Don. I think Notre Dame's in a solid early spot, but can it move to a new level is the question, which we'll have answered soon. Return visit, Brian, which doesn't happen too often for a kid that just finished up sophomore year, it goes to Winter Garden, Florida. Yes. Ivan Taylor, who camped at Notre Dame this offseason, he's very highly ranked. I think he's ranked in the top 30 overall recruits by two services so far. Yes. I'm going to look that a, up,
1: Ryan. I believe you're correct on that.
2: A little bit of a lighter built right now. It's like five eleven, six foot, 170 pounds. A I, bit I believe skinny.
1: he's grown actually. I was talking to Smitty, and Smitty saw him at a camp this summer, and he thinks he's actually grown about an inch already. Good. He said he was actually standing next to Colin Hurley, who's listed on six one, and, and and he sent me the picture, and Ivan looks at least as tall as Colin Hurley. Uh, Now it's hard to tell because they both have big hair, so it's kind of hard. But like you just kind of look at the nose, and like the nose seems to be just you know right on the same spot. But you are correct. He's he's a top forty player by two services. Two four seven is a number thirty
2: nine, and ESPN is a thirty two. So he's in the thirties of 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 two, which is very good. And he's very intriguing football player because I think he's one of those safeties that can also play nickel if you need yeah. it to. I mean, he's got that short area explosiveness and quickness, which that's I think a, is He's got some Thomas Harper
1: to his game, Ryan. I think that's a yeah. really good astute observation right there. He's got yeah. – he definitely has some Thomas Harper to his game.
2: Yeah, You are correct. Like like J- Jadon Blair, he could play in slot against like a tight end occasionally and do a lot of, type of stuff, but he's right. a depth player, right? right. I, Ivan Taylor is a guy that I can kind of use all over the place a little bit into Notre Dame now twice on his own dime and that matters to me right like that very much matters before his junior year has even started so another player that Notre Dame is in a good spot with early you're gonna have to fend off some of the SEC schools obviously they're gonna be coming after Ivan Taylor but clearly clearly we, again we speak to the actions here we, we mm-hmm. watch the actions more than the words Ivan Taylor's coming back to Notre Dame for a second time this offseason that if that doesn't show you that there's a high level of interest I, I don't know what will. I mean, guys coming yeah. back, he's, he has been on campus. He will be on campus more times than some local kids at this point, you know, yeah. like he will be, he'll be on campus more times on Sunday than like Nate Marshall has been an Illinois kid. I mean, that's kind of a telling sign, right? So I think Notre Dame has a shot here to be, I mean, they're already in the game, but I think they have a chance yeah. to potentially separate themselves in, in the top of his group. Cause they, they are obviously a team that he is very high on. I've also had a piece recently on him just kind of giving a little bit of a preview of the of the visit coming up here
1: you're talking about you're still talking about Ivan Taylor correct Ryan correct yep I I mean look whenever a kid from where he's from and and I don't mean like a rough air I just mean like Florida who's as ranked as high as he had as he is and had the offers that he already had when that kid comes to camp to work out in front of the staff that tells you something and then because that's on his own dime and then a month and a half later is already coming back for a second visit. That that's impactful yeah. to me, absolutely. But this is a di- like the last time was more of a camp. I mean, you did your little recruiting thing and all that for like a couple hours, but it wasn't like this kind of. This is the first true recruiting visit that he's going to be on with Notre Dame, and so it it may it adds a little bit more, a little bit more importance I think than the camp one. But I do think that 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 camp aspect of it to me was really important. Ethan Long's another interesting kid, Ryan, because he is not, I believe, as highly ranked as the others. And I just kind of wanted to get he's your not. thoughts on, on him a little bit. Uh, as I'm going to pull his film up, but this is another interesting one where Notre Dame liked him. They actually offered him before he camped at Notre Dame, I believe, right? Then they offered him before, and then he came and camped, yeah. and yeah. they liked what they saw. Only Rivals has even graded him, and they actually gave know, him a I was about four to say he's grade. unranked by yeah. most,
2: yeah. But rankings, they did give yeah. him a four-star
1: ranking. And so I That's give good. him that, but uh, I, I actually like this kid, Ryan. And I wanted I like to get your too. thoughts on him as I, as I pull his film up of what you think of him as a player. And, and you know, like, do you, th- is he the kind of kid, I'm curious if he's the kind of kid, Ryan, that you could see maybe he doesn't seem to be in a rush to make a decision, but do you think he could be one of those kids that maybe makes a surprise early decision, whether it's a Notre Dame or somebody else?
2: I, I think so. I really do. Cause again, this is a young man where I, I think that Notre Dame is, is, Probably the leader for him right now. Like I would kind of coin it that way. I mean, they are in a tremendous position with an Ethan Long, and he. Every time I talk to him, man, he just speaks praises of this coaching staff and just kind of where they where they're heading with the safety position. And you know, he talks about Kyle Hamilton a lot as well. Like Jadon Blair talked about a lot about Kyle Hamilton. I mean, this is a rangy, long kid. Again, we're talking about a six two kid with long arms that can do a lot on the back end potentially. You see the reach that he has to break up passes. You see the ball skills he has. <laughs> It's a good player, man. I mean, it really is. Like, this is a – this is a, there's a lot of length in this safety group in 2025, Brian. I mean, I know we're, we're focusing on, obviously, the kids that are going to be camp – I mean, uh, at Notre Dame this weekend. But you're throwing guys like Tai Taigaowa out of, out of Nevada mm-hmm. who's 6'4", 190 pounds. Like, there is some ridiculous amount of length. And, obviously, Ethan Long brings that to the table as well. I would
1: like to see him gain a little bit more speed – moving forward but he is very smooth and my understanding is he actually ran a little better than expected at Notre Dame's camp so I'm thinking that when we see his junior film there is going to be a little bit more burst but what you saw in the last two plays is what I like about this kid because he's a little on the small like I shouldn't say small thin side yeah but he is he's he will hit he is a tackler I mean he is a kid that he is a good tackler I think competitive is a great way of putting it, Ryan. He is, yep. he is a kid that hunts for work as a safety. Very smooth and fluid. If he, I actually think a top 250-ish caliber ranking is very fair for him, You know, if you even want him right outside of it, because I just want to see that burst and see him play a little bit more. But he's a kid that if the burst comes, his ceiling is going to jump up way higher than it is because this kid plays with a relentless motor that you just don't see from a lot of young DBs. And that's something I love about him. on top of being really long and smooth.
2: yeah. I mean, I mean, there's so many long and smooth guys on that 2025 board at safety. It's just a, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's one position that I'm looking forward to seeing how it finishes up for Notre Dame or how it kind of comes together. Because I mean, I would look at that board right now, Brian, and it'd be like, you're in a pretty good spot with several of those kids. I mean, yeah. Ty has never been to campus, and he already lists Notre Dame as a top three school for him. Ethan Long, you're in a good spot with. Ivan Taylor, obviously, is a, is a kid that's been on campus multiple times. Can you move the needle with Jadon Blair? You've gotten Jordan Young on campus before out of, out of North Carolina as well. I mean, safety position is really, really talented in 2025, and he's obviously a part of that.
1: Would If Notre Dame finished with Taylor, Long, in Blair as their three-man class? What would you think of that?
2: It's incredible. <laughs> I wanted to make sure yeah. we were on the
1: same page. Yeah,
2: I mean, you have you have all different styles there too, right? You have two longer guys, you know. In I think in that's Blair two top hundred guys for me, Ryan. Yeah.
1: Do you agree with that? Well, Do you, I think players yeah, a I, borderline I, top hundred guy for me. For sure,
2: I, I think the great thing is that you could play all three of those together on the field at the same time too, which is like a fit thing, right? Because I could just go like, Ivan, you're going to play some slot today, brother. Like, get out there, play some nickel, and the other two guys are your two starting safeties if they develop properly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's just kind and of. How I, I think I you see could.
1: Ethan Long at nickel with a with help over the top, if you're playing a team that's a really perimeter run perimeter screen oriented, you know what I mean, Ryan, like like North Carolina, with as much as they do perimeter under uh Longo, as much as they hit the quick stuff in the perimeter, you may even want more of a come up and blow up a screen, you know, the way Clemson played last year. So, yeah. And then you maybe have your cover guy like Ivan Taylor deeper just to protect over top. Depending on who you play, yeah. I think he could even do some of that. Jadon Blair obviously is a third-level player. And if yeah. he's coming up, it's because he's a rover. But I, yeah. but I don't think he's got the frame to be like Togoa, who to me, he's going to be a rover when it's, you know, when it's all said and done. Like six-foot-four yeah. rover. Blair is a, just a long safety, in my opinion. Yeah. Very so, safety. Last guy, Ryan, I want to talk about, and, and and we're still trying to learn a lot more about this young man. We do know that Notre Dame likes him a lot, and that is Mark Zachary, the cornerback. The cornerback board is still very much a work in progress as far as prioritizing who the staff yep. likes the most. But this is a kid the staff has been on for, for some time.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean obviously we know that Notre Dame is is very high on this young man. I know that for Ben Davis, he is a not only a notable football player, but he's also a notable basketball player. Mm -hmm. So I think that that natural athleticism comes out on film a lot. Not the biggest kid in the world. I would say he's probably about 5'11-ish, 180 pounds right now, 175 pounds right now. But there are some natural bowl skills, and I think he's a really fluid athlete for his position as well. So uh, a multi-sport athlete for Ben Davis and an in-state player that Notre Dame obviously likes. So getting him back for another visit this offseason, is a nice step obviously and a player that Notre Dame I think I would imagine is going to make a nice little push for.
1: He has a very impressive offer list. Yes, he does. Very impressive offer list.
2: Another one of those kids that camps has camped a lot and has all earned a lot of his offers, which has been good to yeah. see as well.
1: Yeah, very impressive offer list. I'm he he I'm going to actually try to get down and see him at some point in time this year. I'm not sure if it's going to happen because Fridays can be a little bit crazy sometimes, but uh I really want to see this guy in person for sure cuz I just want to see him size-wise. You know, what 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 kind of size is he really? But he seems to have a lot of the demeanor that Notre Dame looks for. This this was the stuff that intrigued me right here, Ryan. Is Change actually some of the stuff, stuff of him, yeah. Some of the stuff the, the few clips we have of him on offense is actually yeah. some it's like like this this clip right here. He stops and starts three or four times. There's a couple times you're like, no, does he really have the movement skills? And you know, sometimes he looks a little tight. And then you see other plays where you're like, oh wow, that 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 caught my eye. So that's a, another reason I want to see him. But he he's an he's a very intriguing kid. There's no doubt about that. So Ryan, anybody else? I think we kind of covered everybody, right? I know Gabe, Gabe Kaminsky's coming in. That's I'm very yeah. curious to see what the interest level is on both sides on that one. Joseph Reef uh, is a kid that Notre uh, said offered recently. So yeah. you've got some intriguing players coming in. Do you think that Daniel Anderson is so a running back? I know Notre Dame likes from from Bryant. He's another kid that's going to be back on campus. We broke him down recently when we had a, did our running back show, so you all should be familiar with him. And then, of course, uh, continue that relationship with some of the commits. So, obviously, Bodie Cahoon is going to be back on campus this weekend. That'll be good to see. Ryan, do you think there's a chance, and we won't ask you to say who because that's kind of not what we do here. Do you think there's a chance that Notre Dame could get some some players from this list soon? To, to commit
2: yeah uh, yeah I mean it's very possible I, I would say real quick before that too Brian I'm actually interested to see one kid that's on campus that doesn't have an offer and that's Juju Marks who's out of yes the D tackle um, okay. yeah he's out of St. Thomas Aquinas not the Florida St. Thomas Aquinas but he, he the is Kansas. still <laughs> yes the Kansas St. Thomas Aquinas but he is Listed 6'7", 260 pounds, and he has an impressive offer list. He just got an offer from TCU today. I think he's up to 21 offers at this point. So a kid that I am interested to see if he leaves with an offer this weekend, depending on how that goes, and they're able to size him up and see him for the first time in person. So just keep an eye on Juju Marks. To your question, I do believe that – and I said this on the on the show – like I. Not talking about the immediacy of announcing offers, uh, announcing commitments or commitments necessarily on this visit, but I could see a decent portion of this group eventually being a part of the Notre Dame class. So I think there's a couple kids that are in different spots with the recruitment. So, to your question, is there a few kids that I could see potentially moving things up or making a decision this weekend or coming or sometime in the near future? I think it's possible. I really do. I do. I mean, I think that when I look at this list and just like from the Justin Thurman's of the world to the Jerome Bettis juniors of the world, to the Owen Streebigs, James Flanagan, like all these kids that have been on campus multiple times. I think that you could really start to accelerate some of these. So I'm not necessarily putting anybody on commit, watch this, this for this particular visit, but out of this list of players, I would not be surprised if sometime in the near future or down the road, that multiple players that are going to be on campus this weekend aren't a part of the 2025 class for Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. I won't be surprised if somebody pops this weekend. Now, normally kids commit, them. they don't do it publicly right away because they get the cards and the graphics and all that other kind of stuff. But I'll, I'll be so sur- I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I, I, I won't say that I'll be surprised if someone doesn't commit. Cause I, I don't know that the staff is necessarily in pushing kids to commit definitely mode, but it wouldn't shock me if they got, some kids and then of course the dominoes start to fall right like there's some offensive linemen that like Notre Dame a ton that want to carry the process out but then a kid or two commits and you're like eh I can't carry the process out if this is where I want to be I got to make my decision right so I could see some things like that but uh, I don't think it's going to be a giant giant list that does it right away but like you said there's a lot of kids that are going to be on campus this weekend that I will I will be surprised if I'm just thinking about now, and I I won't say who, but if I were to look at this list, if I had to predict a Notre Dame class from 25 right now, I would definitely predict one, see, two, three, four, five, at least six guys that are going to be on campus this weekend. At least six guys from this class, from this visit group, will be in this class. At least six. And that's trying to be a little bit conservative. Right I know. Why I, 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 I think I
2: said like seven to eight on the message board yeah. a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. I mean, yeah, man, there's they're in a good spot with a lot of these kids. It's just about just seeing when the process figures itself out and yeah. when you're able to close it. But I think that I think that you could see a large portion of this visitor list end up a part of Notre Dame's 2025 class potentially.
1: So, Ryan, that's going to do it for the recruiting part of the show. We're going to have a mail, quick mailbag next. We've got – well, it may not be that quick. We have a lot of questions we're going to get to, but we're going to dive right into those mailbag questions next. But before y'all we get there, do us a favor, folks. If you didn't listen to Ryan last time, do it now. If We would appreciate if you would do it now. Hit that like button. Subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. If you've not subscribed to our channel or the CFB Nation channel on the podcast platforms, please do that as well. Right now, you can only get the CFB Nation – shows uh, on the CFB Nation channel at this point in time. So CFP All-America crew had a two-part breakdown of the Big Ten, kind of a Big Ten preview today on CFB uh, All-America show on, on CFP Nation. Obviously, all of Lucky Lefties content uh, can still be found on CFB Nation as well on the podcast platform. So definitely going to want to check those out. Um, on top of, of course, subscribing to Irish Breakdown and giving both of those platforms a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate that as well.